Hi, my name is Frankie. Thank you for listening to my mom. I never listen. Welcome to Nothing But Net with the Caitlin Clark from the University of Iowa. I am so excited, Caitlin, to spend some time with you. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for having me on. It's the best pod. Can't pass it up. I mean, I think you're the um, the most frequent visitor to our podcast. Uh, I'd like to have you on as much as you want to come on. I mean, we'll just wait to keep passing records and we'll just keep bringing you on. Soon we'll just have our own podcast together. How about that? You know what? Uh, I think that would be really interesting and I'm all in for that. If you want to do that, we can make that happen. All about offense though. It's the only thing we can talk about. I mean, thank you so much. It's about time somebody's paying attention. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. How's it going? It's good. It's good. You know, we just got back to campus. So um, it's nice just being back with the with the squad and Big Ten plays opening up soon. Um, and I think the Big Ten's loaded this year. So we're going to be tested, you know, whether you're playing, you know, the top of the conference, the middle of the conference, you know, people at supposedly at the bottom, they're still talented. So you know, you got to really be ready every single night. Um, but that's what makes it so fun. Those are the games you want to play in. So we're really excited. And, you know, I think we're ready for it. I agree with you. I think the Big Ten has a lot of very good teams. They might not always have the most talent, but they're very good basketball teams. They're well-prepared. And you're used to having a target on your back. I mean, it's a big, giant bullseye, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like our team is kind of you know, we have that target now. We've talked about that since the summer. You know, people are coming for us. We were the Big Ten tournament champs, regular season champs last year. So we're the team that people want to beat. Um, you know, we beat a lot of the top teams in the conference last year, finished really strong there at the end of conference season. Um, but, you know, we wouldn't really want it any other way. We don't want to be the underdogs anymore. I think we've proven enough where we aren't the underdogs anymore. Um, but, you know, we're the, we're the ones getting hunted now. That's always what Coach Bluter talks about. So, um, you know, you just got to embrace it and live up to it. And, you know, I think we have so far, but we're definitely going to get tested going forward. Caitlin, do you think there's still some people out there that don't believe like they have not seen the light? I mean, the range, the skill, the leadership, the confidence, yeah. the swag. I mean, yeah, I think there will always be that. Um, but, you know, I think when people definitely come to our arena and watch our team play, uh, watch me play, watch my teammates play. I think they can see like the excitement, the joy, the passion, the fun that we play with. Like, I think we have the highest attendance in the country right now. Um, the way people support women's basketball in our state is pretty crazy. Uh, we don't have pro sports. So this is people's pro yeah. sports for us. Um, and they really support it like no other. So I think when you really tune in and watch, you can really see the fun and the passion that we play with. Um, and you know, that's how basketball should be. It should be fun. You should enjoy getting to go out there and play with your best friends. And, you know, that's what it is for me every single day. That's what it is for me. That's why I've been doing it for 35 years. I love it. Um, uh, they're going to have to drag me out of the seat to get rid of me. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, and I'm excited about getting a chance to see you again this season at some point. So what are the challenges of having all five players back from last year and all the success that you had? Yeah, I think obviously, you know, we're a very veteran team. We don't, we didn't change a lot of things that we did, you know, the previous two years. So I think people really know us. They know us really well. Um, but at the same time, if you run sets correctly, you do what you're going to do. Um, mm -hmm. They still can't stop it. That's just how it is. Coach Bluter always talks about execution, you know, setting screens, using screens. It's still hard to defend, even if they know what's coming. 
Um, so I think that's the biggest thing. Teams really know what to expect when they're playing us. You know, we don't, we play maybe two girls that probably haven't, other teams probably haven't seen a lot of. Um, but, you know, I think that's just the biggest thing is our veteran group. But at the same time, I think that's a benefit for us. Um, having that veteran leadership, knowing each other so well, knowing where each other's going to be on the floor. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing. But uh, people are probably getting tired of playing Iowa women's basketball because we've had the same starting five all three years uh, that I've been here. But, you know, COVID's nice, so we use it to the best of our ability. Nobody's won more Big Ten games than Coach Bluter. You referenced her earlier, okay? Is there still times when you come across midcourt, you slice the court, and you're getting ready to launch from who knows how far outside the three-point line, and she's like, no, no, I mean, yes, <laughs> right? She definitely probably says that in her head a couple of times, things <laughs> I do during the games. Um, but, you know, Coach Bluter, you know, she's very, very offensive-minded. That's one of the reasons I came here. Um, you know, we have improved a lot on the defensive end, but, you know, our bread and butter is on offense, our transition offense. Um, and we're, when we're really running that and executing that, you know, we're really hard to stop. Um, but, you know, Coach Litter gives me the green light and I love playing for her. And like you said, the winning as coach in Big Ten history, I think 234 put her past that mark. So uh, pretty incredible. And I'm, I'm obviously very, very lucky that I get to play with her, somebody that understands the game of basketball incredibly well um so you know just being able to be coached by her um is pretty awesome and I like to think I keep her young I'm a little goofy um so she has that too she's great I've known her for a long time so I enjoy coming to Iowa to get to spend some time with her and to get to spend some time with you uh so crossing 2,000 points I mean it seems like you know yeah, I mean, like it was going to happen. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal to me because of all the other things that you do, but it's a pretty big deal when you're the fastest to do it alongside Elena Deladon. Yeah, I think it's, you know, obviously pretty incredible. And somebody asked me, like, does it really hit you? And I'm like, no, it doesn't really hit me. Like, it doesn't feel any different than any other game. It's probably something that I'll, you know, appreciate maybe down the line more in my life. But um, just to be in the same company as, you know, Elena Deladon, somebody that I grew up watching and really idolized and loved her game and still do. Um, it's, it's pretty special and pretty cool. And it's just kind of weird that my name's in there because I just feel like the same same little kid that's been playing basketball and loving basketball forever. But again, I just think it speaks to this team and the offense we run. Like, obviously, my teammates put me in really good positions to be successful. Um, you know, Coach Bluter puts me in a lot of positions to be successful. Um, our transition offense really like allows me to show my skill set um, and, and, you know, flourish to the best of my ability. So um, I've been pretty fortunate in that regard as well. Okay. So um, I'm going to guess that you're going to celebrate more when Monica Sinano, your post player crosses 2000, because she's not far off. Um, you're going to have two 2000 point scores. I think Oklahoma is the only one right now that has that right now with uh, Taylor Robinson and Maddie Williams. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously that's super incredible to have two people on your team being over 2,000 points, but then also McKenna Warnock just eclipsed 1,000, I think, a couple games ago. So two 2,000-point scores and another 1,000-point score. I think that just shows how many points we score. Um, you know, not many teams can say the same, but, you know, Monica has really developed over her time here, and obviously I've been super lucky to get to play with her over the past uh, three years, and, you know, obviously she gets me a lot of assists. She's pretty efficient on the block, but... Um, she's like one of the best people I've ever been around in my life. So I'm excited for her. And I think she's only what, like 11 or so points away. So that'll probably be coming versus Purdue on Thursday night. So we're excited for her too. I hope you get the assist that leads to the hey, 2000. Sure you will. Only fitting. 
<laughs> it would be fitting. That's true. You know, uh, you recall last year, I haven't done it this year because you had not played enough games, but I did count how many times Monica dribbled to score oh, yeah. going into the end of the regular season. It's pretty phenomenal how, you know, yeah. how deep she catches it, how hard she works for position, but also you getting the ball, getting her the ball where she doesn't have to put it on the floor and she can quickly score before the double team. How much science is there to that in film watching, or is that just chemistry between the two of you? I think it's a little bit of both. I think, you know, coming into a game, I no definitely know how teams are probably going to guard her, or what they've done in the past, whether, you know, they're high side, whether they're on the back, whether they're trying to front. And, you know, there's different ways to pass the ball, no matter the way the defense is guarding you. Um, and a lot more teams have started to trap as well. So there's different ways to, you know, score against that too. But I think obviously our coaches give us a great scouting report, but at the same time, I think Monica's learned over the years. She knows where I'm going to put the ball. Um, I think there was a couple of times when I was on campus, my freshman year that I nailed her straight in the face and she kind of learned the hard way that she probably needs to be looking all the time, even if I'm not looking directly at her, but I think Monica has tremendous hands. That's kind of a, you know, something that she doesn't always get credit for. She catches a lot of tough passes a lot of times um, and makes me look a lot better than it probably is. So Got to give her credit there too, but you know, it's hard to guard pick and roll action, post-up action, especially when Monica does her work so early. Um, you know, it's just tough to guard and, you know, she gets her, her player buried so deep. She just has to turn and make a simple post move, but you know, that, that's a lot of credit to our post coach as well. Coach Jensen, um, she's done a tremendous job with Mon and with our other posts as well. She really develops them and helps them, you know, transform into tremendous players. There's two topics I want to cover with you. Um, one is confidence. The other is toughness. I want to start with toughness first. Okay. Because there's a lot of things that are tough about what you have to do and what your responsibility is inside the game, not just at Iowa. So there require, it requires both toughness and confidence. Let me start with toughness. I know you worked in the off season to physically get stronger, which you have. How has that been able to manifest itself in, you know, cutting through the lane or driving to the bucket and being able to stay on your line and get an and one, like an old fashioned three for you, not the three point from the logo. <laughs> I, I say it's always two logos with you, Caitlin. Yeah. It's the midport logo and it's the logo in the middle of the lane. There's yeah. two logos you have to deal with. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Talk about that toughness a little bit. I think, you know, that was a huge focal point for me, obviously, you know, previously I would be gone a lot of the summer playing USA basketball. So I didn't really always have the opportunity to be in the weight room with my team and, and really develop and focus on that. And then I think, you know, I just made the choice that I knew I needed to be stronger. So that was always a focal point about it too. Um, but I think the biggest benefit I've seen from it is just staying on my feet, especially when I'm around the rim. I think one of our coaches told me today that I'm shooting about, I think, 67%. Um, around the rim, which is pretty tremendous. So um, if you go back and watch clips from last year, I was falling over quite a bit just from little contact around the rim area. So being able to stay on my feet, stay balanced. And, you know, I want a three-point play. I don't just want two free throws. So I think that's been the biggest thing is the ability to stay on my feet and absorb a lot more contact just because I am a lot stronger uh, in my legs, in my upper body, I think is the biggest thing. But I think also knowing how teams are going to guard me, they're going to be physical. That's just how it is. I can't expect a ref to call that every single time uh, down the court. So just expect the contact, absorb it and play through it. Um, you know, and when they're up being physical with you, you can be physical back and go by them. There's different ways. So, you know, counter people being physical with you, um, you know, don't get frustrated by it. I think was the biggest thing for me to learn and take a step forward into. 
I think that's where you've had the greatest growth, to be honest with you, is not just the physical toughness, it's the mental toughness. Mm -hmm. I mean, you are getting pushed around. You are getting a lot of contact. The referees aren't calling it. Last year, you had a sour look on your face. You know, it it wasn't attractive. It was kind of like you look like you're whining, complaining. I don't see you doing that this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's obviously, you know, you want the refs to be your best friend. Uh, So no matter what it takes. Um, and I think, you know, obviously my team needs me to talk to them if, if things aren't going our way. Um, and, you know, no ref is going to stop and be like, oh, you're right. Let me change that call. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, there's still times where I get frustrated. Everybody gets frustrated. That's human nature. But how fast can you change your mind um, and get focused on the next play? Because your team needs you. And my team definitely needs me, especially, you know, in the point guard position, you're the extension of the coach on the court. Um, so just being a lot more vocal in that area and moving on to the next play, because can't go back in time and change it even though sometimes you wish you could all right so let's go back in time because we can't let's just talk about the Creighton game because that had to be the most adverse situation that you would face personally and you know as a team Mm -hmm. um losing at home in the second round it was a little bit of a shocker I'm, I'm not disputing what what a good team Creighton is I'm just saying there were some times in the game when you were getting really rocked pretty good and it you know it was tough yeah. Right, so what did you learn from it? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, you know, that we talked about through the offseason and still talk about today is, you know, when things aren't going our way or the offense isn't flowing like it should, our shots aren't falling, like we need, we still need to find ways to win, winning ugly. And I thought we could have certainly done that versus Creighton, but I thought we felt flustered. Um, we didn't get calls we expected. Um, but, you know, we played pretty solid defense. I think we held them to 64 points. It was just we still – couldn't quite come over the hump of our offense not being there um so I think you know winning ugly it doesn't always need to be pretty but as long as you get the W that's all that matters and um I've said this many times but I think last year we didn't really have that fire inside of us my freshman year we made it to the sweet 16 nobody really expected us to be there um and then the next year kind of just wasn't we didn't have that fire um and I think this year we have that fire inside of us you know we experienced a little bit of, of disappointment we faced adversity so you know, that fire's inside of us now. And, you know, you got to use that to the best of your ability. Um, but yeah, obviously that crate and loss definitely burns and stings and it's tough losing like that in front of a sold out crowd that, that all came to cheer for you and see you win and advance to the sweet 16. But, um, you know, that's why our fans are so great. They've came back. They still support us even more than they probably did last year. And, um, you know, that means the world to us. And, you know, that's why we have one of the best attendants um, in the country. And that's also another reason I came here. So the other thing I want to talk to you about is confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that you have incredible mental toughness and you have incredible confidence, but where does the confidence come from? How do you build confidence as a player that has a target on their back all the time and you can do so many special things on the floor? Yeah, I think, you know, it's kind of always something I've had since a young age. Uh, my parents, you know, they just, they always told me you can do whatever you want you set your mind to you know don't let nobody tell you that you can't do it um and I grew up playing with the boys so I had to have a little confidence a little chippiness to me I had two brothers but I grew up on playing on boys team soccer basketball so if I wanted to hold my own that's how I, I had to be um but you know I think a lot of the confidence stems from just me being in the gym um mm-hmm. you know I work on my craft I love being in the gym working like that's why I have confidence is because I know I've put in the time um, you know, I've put in the hours, I've got the shots up. So just to rely back on that um, and let that show and flourish in flourishing games. And that's why you play because you love it. You know, you put the time in. 
Um, but yeah, I think, you know, to be one of the best, you have to have that, that confidence. And, um, you know, I try to instill that in my teammates too, because, you know, there's a lot of uh, female basketball players that can struggle with that at times. Um, and I think that's so important. And that's something coach Bluter even tries to instill in us is to be confident, be a confident female leader. Um, so I think that's something I can radiate for my teammates as well. That's the way I look at it. I mean, it's, as a shooter, there's no time for a slump and there's no time to lose your confidence. You don't play enough games, you know? Yeah. So if your technique is right and you're taking shots at game speed and there's shots that you can make mm-hmm. and you put the time in and the work and you get the reps, then you, you have to be confident. You just got to believe the next one's going to go in. Right. I mean, that's the mentality, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think, you know, you, you miss a couple, I'm coming back up, I'm shooting the next one. And, um, that, like you said, I think percentages always work out. If they're great shots, they're shots your team wants, um, you're in rhythm, then they're going to go down at some point. And that's how I always view it and look at it. And uh, sometimes a lot of them go down, sometimes not a lot go down, but you have to find other ways to contribute. Um, and I think there is other ways I can contribute to the team. So, and that's also something I've kind of, you know, changed in my mental game is, you know, when sh- shots aren't falling, you know, I can pass the ball, I can rebound the ball. I can bring an intensity for this team um, that will help us win as well. Okay, so the whole branding of Caitlin Clark, you know, all of it, you know, the marketing major, the incredible range, the skill set, all the accolades that are coming your way, like how in the big world of branding and marketing is the whole Caitlin Clark experience expanding? Oh, I mean, I think obviously it's kind of crazy for me to look at like where I started when I came in here as a freshman, like it was COVID, you know, a lot of people in the state of Iowa knew who I was just because I'm a, you know, I live two hours from University of Iowa, you know, I was one of the best recruits we've had and I decided to stay home. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think being able to see like the rain or the expansion that the country has really seen um, from me and just seeing how they support women's basketball and how people love Iowa women's basketball. um, It's cool. And they're starting to take notice of our team, um, the way we play the game. Um, But I think the biggest thing is just seeing like the little boys and little girls that come to our games and you know, they're so excited. And I think it's cool to even see little boys that are so excited about women's basketball. It doesn't always have to be, you know, little girls. Um, I, you know, they appreciate our game and understand how good it is as well. Um, you know, I think that's almost the biggest responsibility we have is, you know, being a great role model for young kids. And I think our team exemplifies that really, really well. Um, not only great basketball players, but great students, great people. Um, and, and at the end of the day, I understand that's way more than winning a basketball game or, making a logo three or something like that. And I think that's the coolest thing you can do is put a smile on somebody else's face, um, you know, and inspire them to want to, to want to be great in whatever that they want to be great in. Well, you are all of my hashtags, right? (laughs) So your arm falls off, ticket selling player, put on earth to do what? The answer is score. You know, it's all about offense, right? Everything I do, I don't have a plan or a dream. I have an offensive game plan. That's my life. I mean, I'm going on offense. But you had me last year. Not many people may know this. But at the final four, after suffering that devastating loss at home to Creighton, and knowing that you did not win the Naismith Trophy Award, you still showed up in Minneapolis for the Naismith Trophy presentation to Aaliyah Boston. I thought that was absolutely phenomenal. The Heisman invites several candidates and you don't know who's gonna win. Mm-hmm. You're the only player that I can ever remember in my 35 years that has come to an awards presentation and you weren't going to win it as an individual. 
Why did you do that? I think the biggest thing is, you know, Aaliyah was one of my teammates. Um, and I think, you know, like Coach Daly said, as that whole conversation was going on, you know, this argument of Caitlin or Aaliyah is so good for our game. That gets people excited. Like, we want people to argue about who should be National Player of the Year. Like, that's how it should be. We should have all these tremendous players in our game. Um, and there should be that conversation. That's what excites people to watch our game even more. But at the same time, I want to respect and honor people that help our our game be tremendous. And I think Aaliyah is one of those. And obviously, you know, Coach Daly was coach at Naismith, Naismith Coach of the Year as well. And I've had the honor of receiving the Don Staley Guard of the Year two times. So being able to, you know, honor her too, who has done so much for our game um, was special. But, you know, I think, you know, at the end of the day, that's not the reason you play to win awards, but it's also a great honor for, you know, my, our team and our program for me to even be a finalist. So, you know, celebrating that as well, because I know I wouldn't have been there without my team or my coaches. And um, at the end of the day, that is a kind of a team award. But at the same time, you know, to celebrate Aaliyah and, you know, she deserved it. And it was awesome to see the way her team support, the, her team was there too, supporting her. But like Coach Daly said, I think, you know, the conversation is great. There should be that argument for not only me and her, but other players as well, because our game has so many great players. I 100% agree. And that is a wonderful answer. I know your parents would be really proud of that one. That's excellent. Um, I know you have a goofy side. I know you have a funny side. You always look so serious on the floor, but I know you're having fun because I know you love what you do. Mm -hmm. Any uh, pranks that you've pulled lately that you care to share um, before we close? I don't know <laughs> if there has been any good ones lately. I need to get Coach Bluter soon, that's for sure. Uh, I get her a lot. I go after her, but she thinks it's funny. That's what I'm telling you. I keep her young. Uh, I just mess with her sometimes, but you know, it's all in good fun. Everybody knows I have the goofy side, so I look serious on the court, but trust me, I'm, I'm, I'm goofy. I'm fun, but I can definitely switch gears and, you know, be super competitive. And when I need to lay, lay down the line, I, I will. I think it's fun to have that switch. And by the way, you're still a kid. Hey, you that's right. Fun. Only 20. You're only 20. Okay. Well, like I said, you're still a kid. Caitlin, uh, we're so grateful that you took the time. I know you have a busy schedule. You've probably got shots to get up. I know you've been home, so you're probably itching to get back in the gym. Uh, wear out that dish, okay? Just wear right. it out. That's all I do. That's great. Well, thank you for being on Nothing But Net. We really appreciate it. You're welcome anytime you want. Thanks for having me. I always appreciate coming on.